Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means here on Ready Check Radio, it's time for the Relic Grind, our Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix podcast, where we talk about Final Fantasy XIV and things Square Enix. I'm your host, Mike Byrne, a.k.a. Magic Man. This is episode 99. Next week will be the big one zero zero. We'll hit triple digits here, and that's all because of you. Thank you so much. If you're watching on YouTube, listening on Audible, Spotify, any of those platforms, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Give it a thumbs up, a like, a good review. Throw your comments in there. Everything you got to do to feed the algorithm. And most importantly, if you like what we do, tell a friend. Whether it's this show, Gaming Gumbo, any of our streams, we love having you. If you can make it live, come on by. ReadyCheckRadio.com will give you all the socials in the upper right-hand corner so you can follow us everywhere and know every time we're going live. Let's talk about some Final Fantasy and Square Enix stuff with Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkoth. What's up, sir? Greetings, program's doing good. Is that why you're crying, though? Because we're, like, we're crossing to that 100 mark, and I you're, guess. like, just so happy. I guess. That, you know, you just overcome with emotion, right? That's what Yes, ma'am. Pre-show, I could not get my left eye to stop watering. Man, yeah. I, I think it was, I'm just so happy to see Adam Lane, a.k.a. Kronos. What's up, sir? <laughs> not too much. Kind of chilling. That beard is looking mighty, man. It is yeah. looking mighty. It it's probably mighty time dude. for uh for a trim a little bit. Yeah. Looks like you've been keeping it like, you know, I keep tight. I keep it yeah. okay. I keep I keep it fine. It just gets kind of annoying and it grows really fast. So Oh yeah. Um, we saw when yeah. you when you when you burned it all off, <laughs> next week it was full grown again. We're like, what the yeah. hell? Yeah. <laughs> that dude goes to bed and God's just like poof, beard. It's a gift Have and a curse. One. Have one. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Have a beard. Have a beard. Yeah. Chat joining us live to give their opinion on things we're talking about. So let's start with some Final Fantasy fourteen stuff. We also brought back a topic that we skipped in a previous show a few weeks ago because we were running short on time uh, that I know Kronos definitely wanted to get back to. Uh, <laughs> so we've often reviewed lists that other sites or media outlets or blogs or you know people just posting on twitter whatever have have posted whether they're final fantasy related and uh, we've kind of critiqued them we're going to critique another one that uh you know spoiler chronos thinks might be the worst one we've ever critiqued so when we get there we'll get there but let's talk about 14 not a ton of news to cover but Kind of uh, out of nowhere, Tark, they all of a sudden, hey, you know, Stormblood, we're, we're going to be done making money from that for a little while. Have it for free. Awesome. Uh, yeah, returning players can do their free trial stuff. That's, that's not new, right? They, they do that periodically. But you can go ahead and snag, if you have the starter edition of uh, Final Fantasy XIV, you can go ahead and snag Stormblood for free. Now... What it doesn't do is actually fully unlock that forever, right? Your sub is still needed for that. Like the heavens, the the trial, the unlimited trial still only goes through heaven's word. From what I'm understanding, they have not extended that. But if you have the starter edition, you can go ahead and snag Stormblood for free. You'll own it. But yeah, you won't be able to do that post-level 60 content unless you have uh, an active sub at some point. But hey, 
a free expansion. And I saw one site's headline talk that was like, hey, the worst Final Fantasy expansion is now free. <laughs> That's the first thing I saw, too. You saw that one, too? <laughs> that was the first thing I saw about this. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. What do you think of the offer? I mean, that's always cool, right? Here's a free expansion, even though you're going to have to sub to play it. I Yeah, I think it's cool. Uh, I don't think Stormblood's that bad. I think if you like raids, I think Stormblood's actually really good. Um, I think if you're even remotely interested in Red Mage, then it's damn good. Also, also yeah, yeah, or Samurai. <laughs> samurai, too. Samurai. Yeah. Ivalice, um, if you got a passing, you know, Ivalice I, itch. True, yeah, twenty. Yeah, good set of 24 mans. Um I think I feel like it's about time Stormblood probably is just taken into the free trial. I feel like that's yeah. coming soon. So I think this is just like the next logical step in that. I think they're I doing think this. They might announce that during FanFest. Yeah. Like, hey, I, I we got a new it. expansion. And yeah. oh, by the way, Stormblood is now part of the free trial. Yeah. You think that that's, that's kind of like the, the MO going forward then is kind of like, hey, everything except the two most recent expansions just gets forced into the trial at some point, Tark? Yeah, or do they do way. they do they logically stop somewhere and say you know okay we're not going to give away uh, free trial access to because eventually you 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 get to a point where you're giving away potentially hundreds and thousands sure. of hours of content with zero return on that investment like can you continue that uh, hey everything but the the most recent two are free or is that just unsustainable. I mean, like you said at the very beginning, I think they've made their money off Stormblood. Why not give it as part of the free expansion and maybe entice people? Maybe the story from Stormblood isn't one to entice you to keep moving forward. But yeah, why not just give it as part of the free trial? You still have all those restrictions. And I think part of maybe why they haven't announced it already is because they haven't put those new additions like, uh, you know, the solo dungeons and solo trials in there yet. So... Um, I'm, I'm kind of actually expecting some announcement with the fan fest. Kronos, do you think that's sustainable? Like uh, all but the most recent two type deal? Um, I don't know if it's always going to be two, but maybe like X number of years or something. And like once it reaches a certain point, you just stick it in the free trial. I think we've reached a point where like, just give it to them. I don't know. I, I don't like I think Tark's right with the limitations. I think it's still you'll still hook enough people. And I think if they're still playing after Stormblood, you're going to probably hook them. So not that I think Stormblood is as bad as people yeah. are saying, but um, you also get access to like the raids and stuff too, like through these trials. Like you, I mean, you, you say hundreds of hours. I think it already is hundreds of hours. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's usually the side stuff. So like what's adding another 60 or 80? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I think they just should. I don't think it's, I don't think they really lose anything for it. I don't really think you're gaining I, I would be curious to see like how much revenue they actually like just would lose from doing that. I feel like it wouldn't be like, all almost anything. Who's, how many people start with the free trial and then actually sub on afterwards? Well, I feel like that like is that a data? good. I feel like people do do that. Yeah I, yeah, I feel like that's definitely a thing. But I think like if you give it to them for free, like another expansion for free, are you going to lose those people? Maybe a little bit. I don't know. But don't you reach a point like a, a saturation point if that's like kind of the model where it's like there is so much in the free trial that anybody yeah. that is totally brand new to it, right? Like m maybe you have those people that did the free trial through Heaven's Word and then don't play anymore. And then mm -hmm. let's say they add Stormblood and they're like, oh, cool, yeah, I'll go back and I'll work a little further through the free trial. And then maybe they'll do the same thing with the next expansion two years down the road. Like there is going to be that small audience that you never really convert. They just pop in and it's out as you make stuff free. 
But if yeah. somebody is totally brand new, uh, and they let's say they throw Stormblood in the trial, and we're two years down the road, and they and then they throw uh, Shadowbringers into the trial and stuff. If you're totally brand new at that point, um, you don't. You could potentially now be looking at players that never convert but never stop playing, you know, because they're on a pace as long as they don't like MMO the crazy crap out of it and burn through everything as fast as possible, which if they were that type of person, they probably already played 14, then, you know, you could just stay on that even keel pace and always be hitting the next free expansion being added to the trial. I think it's got to stop somewhere. Uh, yeah, it's but then you look weird. at games like EverQuest that they do that. It's not exactly yeah. on like a consistent schedule, but you'll sure. get a random things that says, "Okay, uh gang, now free all the way up to this expansion." Uh yeah. and there might be two or three or whatever four left over that you still have to pay for to get. It's a game that also has 20 plus expansions at this point, but they do kind of like drop lumps and saying, "Hey, the, now you can access this expansion for free." But they also advertise themselves as a free-to-play game, which Tark, Square Enix, and Final Fantasy XIV have always tried to stay away from. They're very clear that, yeah, there might be hundreds of hours, but it's still a trial. We aren't (laughs) free-to-play. I think if, to take your point, like, if they're going to stop somewhere, stop at Stormblood. Because arguably, Shadowbringers is the best expansion. And you're like, hey, this is the best expansion if you want to experience it now. Now you got to pay for it. So here's three fifths of this story you're totally invested in. Now, if you <laughs> yeah, actually want to see totally how it invested. ends in Shadowbringers <laughs> and Endwalker, <laughs> I I actually don't have an issue with those people existing that you're talking about because I think I it don't also either. Makes the, it makes the world. I don't know. There's more people in it. Well, that's more the whole of, argument of uh, for one of the arguments for free to play, right? And that it's yeah, yeah sure. we might suck in some whales and we'll make some money. But the free-to-play yeah. players provide a service to the other players too by making the world yeah. more populous and you know yeah. farming up materials and selling them yeah. on the auction making, house and yeah, all making that kind me of do stuff. extreme trials in my mental relay. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, great. That's... Yeah, yeah. As long as they aren't buying up my houses, because there's not enough to go around anyway. So you still haven't won a lottery. No, tried uh, the last two times and they got snaked out from under me. So. I'm still trying. So raise raise your hand. Do do you think with Stormblood being given away for free, the expansion purchase itself, obviously, Mm -hmm. not the content, you'll still have the sub. Um, Do you think there is a impending announcement that Stormblood is going to be added to the trial? Yes or no, you got to answer right now, Tark. I I think I already did. I said, yeah, I think it's going to come with FanFest. Like, hey, we got a new expansion coming out. Here's a release window. And by the way, another announcement, Stormblood is now part of the free trial, and we get a new meme, so. Kronos, agree? Yeah, I agree. I I think it's been coming for quite a bit, and I, yeah, I think the FanFest makes sense. I don't know if it's going to quite be by then, but I think it's definitely coming. Sure. I'm gonna say no, just to be contrarian. I I agree with both you of no, you, but you but no reason why you just yeah you just want to yeah. say no. I agree with both of you. I think it's definitely coming. Will it be our fan fest? I don't know. Uh, there there might be some holding off because they're still doing like that payment stuff in the back end too that got delayed. Mm-hmm. So there's some other things they're they're cooking right now that I don't know if they'll they'll want to pull the trigger by Las Vegas, but maybe by London. Uh, but I'm going to go with no, just so when they don't do it at any of the three fan fests, <laughs> you can say you're we right. can come back to this show and I'll say I was right. 
Uh, now, PAX, uh, Square Enix, and uh, particularly Final Fantasy XIV and Final Fantasy XVI were at PAX East last weekend. Uh, and while we knew they were going to be there, they were having panels for 14 and 16 where they had collected the questions on the forum. So obviously there was cherry-picked questions that they were going to answer. This wasn't... You weren't going to catch Yoshi P or anybody off guard with a question from the press or, or anything like that, or maybe get him to accidentally spoil something. So although the questions were from the community, they were handpicked, cherry-picked, so they knew exactly what they wanted to talk about and what they weren't willing to talk about. The panels were kind of interesting on a few notes. We'll get into the 16 stuff, which I think was more interesting than the 14 stuff when we get a little later in the show. But other than those two panels, there really wasn't anything spectacular out of Square Enix uh, at PAX East. And, and generally, I, I hate to say it, there wasn't generally anything spectacular out of PAX East uh, General, yeah. as, as a whole. But I did want to bring a couple of things that were brought up at the panels uh, to the show today, gentlemen. So at the Final Fantasy XIV panel, Yoshi P., was asked a bunch of different things, and and one of the questions was uh, the next crossover, like the next big Final Fantasy crossover that Final Fantasy fourteen will uh, will have. And so he said, if you have any affection for Final Fantasy two, seven, nine, eleven, sixteen, or Tactics, there's a decent shot that Yoshi, Yoshi P probably has your back on this one. So he did some like his usual, hmm, well, mm, hem and haws, but then he did say, well, Final Fantasy 16 is coming out soon. It would be nice to look into that, a joke he's, he's made before. Final Fantasy 2 is a great game too, as is 9. Uh, so he, he thinks there, I know there's going to be releasing another installment of the Final Fantasy 7 remake series, and I'm hoping that once they've been able to release all of what they need to do and the team's had a chance to slow down and take it a bit more easy, I'd love an opportunity to work there as well. And then talking about tactics, in particular, Ivalice, Yoshi P said, uh, as this person mentions, the one questioning it, we have the Ivalice realm, but then we also have the Vanadiel realm dot 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 and then he just kind of said next and moved on to the topic if you don't know vanna dl of course is the world of final fantasy 11 which i thought was a, a really it's kind of a weird joke because we've already technically had a final fantasy 11 crossover right in shantoto yeah. making her way uh to final the- fantasy 14 and yeah multiple nods to it in fact uh yeah but Looks like they got plenty of crossovers planned. Any of them that you're... Target's got to be nine for you, right? That's the one you want to see. Oh. Okay, so let's say the top three are nine, 16, and seven remake series. Yeah, nine would be cool. Uh, we've had you know, uh, clothing that we've gotten, as, but we've never had like a true crossover. Um, but part of me thinks that maybe they wouldn't do that until they announce... The nine remake that's still lingering in the ether there. Uh, so I will go with seven remake. I just enjoyed the hell out of seven remake. I would love to see more Cloud, Tifa, Aerith stuff in the game. Yeah, and it's interesting if you look at the list of games besides maybe what Final Fantasy two, uh, because he he specifically <laughs> mentioned that. But Kronos, if you look at the games he mentioned, Final Fantasy nine. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, the the second portion of that. Eleven, which 
kind of looks like it's going into maintenance mode at this point. But so set that one aside. Tactics, like these are all games that we believe Square Enix. Oh, 16, obviously. Uh, these are all games that we either know Square Enix is working on. 16 has a release date. Or we believe that they are working on in some way with a Tactics remaster, a Final Fantasy IX remaster. It's interesting to me the list that he puts together, with the exception of Final Fantasy II being just tossed in there, I think, because he didn't want everything. Pixel remaster? I guess. I guess. The Pixel remaster. I I think, correct me if I'm wrong, when I was watching like this back, like the actual like, like panel, some of these I think he was referencing like more stuff like references in the game kind of like yeah, how we little have nods mode. and things yeah and like crystal tower is ff3 and like i think he mentioned two because he said there's really not much from two that exists in the i think that's just why i think it's a glamour in, yeah in the context of 16 to 7 i think those are definitely going to be like timed crossovers would be my guess and i think the other ones are like crossovers in the sense of like doing something that references the game heavily kind of like how the eden raids or ff8 and like we don't really have anything FF7 related to that extent either. Like FF9, I guess has Ozma and some clothing. FF7 does have some clothing too. Yeah, um, But I think the list and is some, interesting. And, and some mounts, the motorcycle mount, and oh yeah, yeah, the bike, yeah, yeah, the pay to win, <laughs> the pay to win mount. Yeah. <laughs> need a, a high wind, high wind mount. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it is interesting the list because I mean all those things are yeah obviously. They're all yeah, they're all things we yeah. either know. In, in Rebirth or 16, or we believe Square oh. Enix to be working on in some way. Although, it may be a little sad that he said they weren't going to probably do the remake one until all the parts come out, which means, I mean, the game's going to be dead by that point, right? <laughs> we'll see, because it is getting the graphics remake, right? Yeah, which has yeah. was also... I, I, I kid, I, I kid but it's going to be a bit... Of, yeah, it's going to be a bit of... The graphics update was something else that came up at PAX, where Yoshi P said, uh, I think I would like to mention our artists and engineers are really working hard to get this to happen with our first graphics update. He re- re- referenced it as the first graphics update. So unless you had, like, penciled in plans for more of these, be a little weird to say first... Uh, that's something we're really looking forward to and excited about. And of course, we're working hard on it. So before I left for PAX, we were doing this midway review right before FanFest. With the graphics update, we want to deliver better looking graphics, of course. But there are elements we're working on that is part of the update that's not just the immediate aesthetical aspects of it. We're really excited about what we can deliver for this. Obviously, we all want more, you know, better graphics, right? And it's not that 14's like a schlub. It's still a beautiful game, no doubt. Uh, but it's starting to show a little bit of age, and that happens when you do a little more photorealistic take than something more uh, stylized, like a World of Warcraft or, some, or, or Wildstar or something like that. We certainly would want it better looking, but... I. He references something not just aesthetically. Could this be some of the technical debt being shredded and, and sh- I'm sorry, shedded out of the PlayStation 3 era? Now, obviously, they're not looking at a full architecture rebuild. That is not what I'm implying he yeah. might be hinting at here. But a graphics redo, a lot of that would have to have a lot of old PS3 code stripped from the system to even be possible to attain could that possibly be what he's he's kind of referencing there chronos where it's not just hey we're gonna make this a better 
a character model or a better tree model, but there's more to it than that. Um, even if you don't actually see everything we're doing. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I know when they, when they first showed a bunch of stuff off, they were talking about like how the lighting and the shadows work and stuff. That was where mine went, mine went the first thing. Um, but if they're fixing technical dead, please, Yoshi P, fix the buff limit. Please, I beg you. As a dancer that's playing in Ultimate right now, <laughs> I, I beg you, please fix the buff limit because that shit sucks. Dancers, <laughs> bards, dragoons, anybody that um, puts out like three or more buffs. Remember when that was yeah. a way to abuse certain fights? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. it's it just only hinders the player now. It, it's uh, yeah. yeah. And when you have a sage in your party and all their heals put two buffs on you. Whatever. Rant over. Sorry. No, the reason I bring it up is like I, I initially kind of thought lighting and stuff like that too, Tark, but he says outside of aesthetics. Well, aesthetics would be all of that. The look of the character models, the lighting, the, the rain effects, animations. the weather effects, the animations. Like that is all of the aesthetics. If you're talking about something else besides just aesthetic changes then I would assume just from my own development experience, not because I have any hands-on time with 14's code or anything like that, mm -hmm. but that that would be like, hey, look, I'm not looking to change systems here uh, and arch core architecture, but I am going to have to make some code changes because some of this old code isn't going to support these new assets or the things we want to do with the lighting engine and things like that. I think you have a, a good head on your shoulders for that a lot more info than i know of because i have no background in any of that but um anything extra would be welcome i'm kind of hoping to see a full-blown trailer with these new graphics with FanFest. kind of expect that with an expansion launch and this being part of it so um yeah i'm not sure what else they would do for that um but anything to make the health of the game for the long run yeah. um bring it on uh, finally, from PAX East, uh, additional questions asked about the uh, Heart of Sabic, the what powers the Ultima weapon, basically. Because uh, that kind of like came into the story, and then that was it. It was just you know, gone. And it was like, oh, uh, okay. And so somebody did ask about that. Like, are, are we going to see that again in the game, in the story, or play a part somewhere? And he said, we might not dwell delve 100% into it, but we do anticipate having some narrative that involves discussion of the heart of Sabic. I'm not going to say what in particular, but just look forward to it. That is very carefully worded. <laughs> it's, yeah, I think it's really obvious. I think if you play the raids. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is, is this question I felt like was pretty odd. Like, I already, I expected this. And like, if you want the answer to this question, my advice is play the raid in point four, and I guarantee you'll get your answer. I would bet money on it. Point, the way the, the, the way he words it though is it's basically like we're gonna have some narrative that involves discussion of it, which which kind oh, yeah. of the way that's yeah. worded is like one character is going to say it. <laughs> like Yeah, La Habrea is gonna, gonna say it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're gonna start a pandemonium. Okay. hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because 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 somehow it has to come around between like it's gonna have something to do with La Habrea and Athena and Ericthonius. Because they're gonna have okay. to like it has to be created at some point. Yeah, they have to close the loop yeah. of the, so, the story here. Yeah. So I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if like the last boss has the heart of Sadiq in some form. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yep. Just a neat little lore reference. We do have the live letter 
very early tomorrow morning. Obviously, we'll have the full summation from Q over on MMO Bomb for those of you that aren't going to stay up and don't want to sit there and watch the whole thing. We'll break it down for you like we always do. Uh, what do we expect from it, gentlemen? This is going to focus predominantly on 6.4. Some of the things that we know, or at least were previously referenced as being possible 6.4 items, the trust system for Stormblood. So to your thing earlier, Tark uh, and Kronos, you know, maybe waiting to announce that it's going to be part of the free trial until this portion is all in there and you could do it solo like you can Heavensward. Uh, we know Criterion's Dungeons 2 and 3 are coming in 6.4 and 6.5, or at least that's the original roadmap plan from way back when. So we'll probably see at least one Criterion Dungeon. Additional uh, areas for Island Sanctuaries. Now, again, that was listed as a 6.4, uh, 6.5 thing. So we don't know if it's going to be in 6.4 or its .x series, or if it'll actually be in 6.5. What do you what do you think? Obviously, the new dungeon will get the rest of the the final portion of the the trial. What are you expecting out of six point four Chronos? And what do you want to see talked about most tomorrow? I just want the raid. It's always the raid. Uh, but other than the raid, uh, I'm, I want to I want to see more of the Criterion stuff. Honestly, like I feel like that's the the area they need to improve upon the most because I feel like while it still was pretty cool and fun to do. And it just didn't like no one's doing it now. <laughs> no one's doing crazy. Well, no, yeah. you say that, but there is one person on this panel that's still doing it because I cannot for the life of me get the second fucking minion to drop. I oh, cannot for the life of me get the second one. Okay, let me rephrase. There's not anybody in Party Finder really doing it. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, I'm uh, just doing it solo farming yeah. the minion stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, which I think kind of sucks because I, I want to see that content like kind of. Live live on. On. Yeah, and have a term. reason to do it. So, I really well, if you interested. think back, we all kind of agreed that they hit a triple with it, right? It wasn't a clear home run, but yeah. we liked this first outing and we wanted to see improvement on it. So, right, I'm I'm kind of with you that you know that's let's see some improvement there. Yeah, and I kind the, of thought yeah. that they should put it in like a weekly thing for, um, kind of like Unreal. Like if you had a done if you did it weekly, and you get some currency with it, and over time, you know that gives some long term. Yeah, you're running it over and over again, but it gives a little bit more meat to it. I mean, once you're done with it, it and you got what you wanted, you're you're done. So it's like, yeah. Eh. Is it in Wondrous Tales at all? I can't recall if nah, I've ever seen it no. in there. It's not. It's not because it's in a separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duty. It's in a separate like oh, its own duty finder. It's not in. The, I mean, the the variant could join the. But it, but even the variant has its own finder. Mm-hmm. Like when you queue up, you don't sure. queue up in DF. So yeah, but, I, I guess what I'm saying is everything in the Wondrous Tales is DFable. Everything in that book that can appear, you can do in the duty finder. So I, maybe they put it in in the future. I think they should at least the variant portions. I think they yeah, should. Yeah, put, put the variant in there. And... Um, yeah, I I really still think they should drop Savage Gear. I think they should just give a like smaller parties of people an outlet to get the Savage Gear. I agree, honestly. Um, and it would give a reason for like savage people that want to like gear up other classes, just another reason to do it. Yeah. yeah and it would have a separate lockout. So your alternate classes would have a little right. bit of a way to grab a piece or two in while yeah. you, while your main yeah. is getting some stuff. I agree. Yeah. And we, and we do expect to hear at some point 
gearing changes. Now, we don't know how heavy those will be and in what way they'll take. Maybe we're literally talking right now about what they're intending. Uh, but we do expect gearing changes to to be rearing their heads sometime in 6465 or even with the launch of 70. What do you want out of the live letter tomorrow, Tark? What are you looking forward to the most? What do you want to see them talk about? What do you hope is in 64? Honestly, there, I don't expect anything groundbreaking considering we're near the end of the expansion. So I'm just, you know, we're going to see the raid, get their name, maybe some screenshots. Um, extreme trial, question mark, question mark, question mark, because they're not going to tell us what it is. Although we all pretty much know it's Golbez, right? I mean, it's got to be Golbez. Yeah, it or, pretty much has to be at this or, point. Or Shadow Dragon as Daja. Um, we refer to her as Bone Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't she Shadow Dragon in 4? Oh. And she's Shadow Dragon. Yeah, bo bone Dragon. <laughs> oh, you're thinking of the wrong Final Fantasy. Anyways, um... Island Sanctuary, um, this should be the patch where we get a major update, so hopefully a little bit on that. But I know that they're going to have another live letter, so they're not going to give us a lot, though. So, no. And there's nothing, you know, groundbreaking. Anything groundbreaking, they've already announced it, and it's already part of the game, and now it's just iterating on it. So. Gents, I'm honestly worried about 6.4 a little more than I was with 6.3 as far as how fast I'm just going to be done with it. Yeah, like six three. I I still haven't. I still occasionally have been dabbling in the deep dungeon stuff a little bit, just kind of poking my nose around. Not really like trying to aggressively solo it or clear it or whatever. You just but but I have dabbled in it. I'm I'm I have the mount and the minion from the the Loperitz dailies. You know I'm working on just polishing off the max rank right now. So it's like that's literally just a chore for me. Uh, mm. to go and finish it to, to get to sworn status. Uh, but like this one, while I'm sure I'm going to love the raid, yeah, uh, I don't anticipate it taking me longer than a day and a half to get through all the content and, and, and the regular version of the raid, um, which then just leaves, what, Savage, which generally uh, doesn't take nearly as long as Ultimates take. Uh, you're mm -hmm. still working on ultimates right now from the last patch, and that's a good thing. That yeah. it's the content's engaging and challenging. You want to do it more, but you still haven't beaten it. You're not going to get that out of the savage. You already know that you're not going to get that out of the savage. Yeah. So I think six four. I, I might be a little more concerned about how long by the time I'm done with the content, am I going to be waiting for six five than I was with six three into six four. I mean, I'll still be subbed, but Tark, to something you said last week, I think, or the week before, there is definitely that in the back of my head, like, do I really need to spend $15 on that this month? I I don't know. Yeah, it's... Uh, and that's as, it, a, it, that's, that's as a fan, somebody that loves it, right? Yeah. I'm not even bashing it. It's just the, yeah, the amount of content is stayed the same but the time gap has stretched out so we're feeling that four months we've talked about it before but we're really feeling those four months and i can't imagine how it's going to feel with 6.5 6.55 when we have six months before an expansion and we're like okay I, i'm just i might this might be my unsub break at 6.55 I, I might be done with everything because i'm not even a new ultimate to challenge myself so maybe and, i'll go back to an and they one. did reference know. in their financial thing right they did mention that we're, we're going to have alternate methods to keep players engaged 
we haven't seen any like even hint of that type of stuff yet, Kronos. And again, maybe that's some of what they're saving for FanFest, but you gotta you gotta throw us a bone or two here along the way, I think. I, you're running the risk of just kind of I don't want to say alienating or pissing people off because they're not doing anything wrong. Like I don't want them to rush. I don't want them to crunch. I don't want them to do any of that stuff. This is totally on my side. I understand that. But there's a lot of me's in in Final if, Fantasy 14. If they want to keep us sub during 6.5 and 5.5, 5, that's when you put the crossovers out. One every month for three months. <laughs> damn it, I got to resub. Maybe I that's, do that that's crossover. the plan. That's the plan. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Because I'm actually more worried about 6.5 than I am this one. Because... Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, well, yeah, yeah. I'm just comparing this one to 6.3. I am yeah, absolutely yeah, no, I, more worried about 6.5 overall. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I guess, like, I have the raids, which is still going to keep me busy for, like, a month or so, which I enjoy. Um, so that's cool. And then, like, reclears and stuff will keep me busy longer than that, because I do enjoy reclears and just, like, trying to kill the boss faster. But from, like, yeah, from the other standpoint, there's not going to be too much to do, and the Criterion's probably going to be in the half patch, and then how many people are even going to attempt that? And hopefully the rewards are better that make it m more of a reason to do, like, the the another whatever it's going to be yeah. called. and That was our savage. number one gripe, the rewards. Um, yeah, but I guess 6.5, it's like, if we let's assume we don't get the third criterion in 6.5, because I don't know if we will. Mm -hmm. And we're definitely not getting an ultimate. There's no raid there. <laughs> so it's like 6.5 is going to be like a trial at a 24-man. Well, the original plan on the, the design was 6.4 and 6.5 would have criterions number two yeah. and three. Now, we didn't know if that was going to be one per patch. <laughs> Or, yeah. like, we didn't know the breakout. It was just assumed that, all right, if you're telling me 6-4 and 6-5, Criterions 2 and 3, probably one per patch would be a safe guess. We don't know yeah. that for sure, though. You're right. I just, I think they've promised stuff like that in the past and then had to, like, come back on it because, you know, I mean, we were supposed to get to, to another Ultimate uh Chatterbringers. We never got, we, we eventually got it wow. in this expansion. COVID but, hit, so I mean... No, 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 I, like yeah, I, I don't, I guess I, I'm always worried, I know, like, COVID for sure is definitely, was definitely a factor, no doubt, and I, I don't blame them, but I guess, like, I worry when they have bigger stuff like this toward the end of the expansion, I feel like it has the tendency to just get kicked back, but, I mean, it, they might just, it might be fine, they might already be done with it, I don't know, I'm just guessing. We'll so, see. I, might, I, ho I hope it's there, because if Criterion's not in that patch, that patch is gonna be really, like... All, all I know is we won't have any real grinding with the relic weapon because you just need to get tombstones with the new tombstones that are available. So it'll <laughs> yeah. just be simple. <laughs> right. For the last stage of the relic. We don't, we don't know what the next step we is. Don't know what those, we don't know what the last stage is yet. So. Tombstones of causality and tombstones of causality. <laughs> I'll keep complaining. They're going to make it something really awful. I'd rather just <laughs> be tombstones. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about some other Square Enix stuff. Like the fact that Square Enix is releasing a Final Fantasy VII Anniversary Art Museum card set. That's pretty dope. 207 different cards. You buy them in packs, $3.30 roughly a pack. They get you six physical trading cards and one digital exchange card. <clears throat> that card can be redeemed for an NFT version of a card and it's possible to get any one of the 207 physical cards as an nft 
So this is like coming, folks. an NFT inside a loot box, right? <laughs> like, how awful. Like, if you could think of what is the worst thing you could do monetization-wise. Not a, wait, wait, it's like a an NFT in a loot box in a loot box, right? If you get a digital yeah, card kinda. that can open up an NFT version of any one of the 207 physical cards, and in the pack that is already random that you bought it's the random a random the digital card itself is random <laughs> oof anyway yeah if you want final fantasy 7 nft cards there you go 330 for a pack try and collect them all if you want they are not interchangeable you cannot trade them there is no marketplace to buy them or sell them on yet. So it's even a bad NFT if there was a good NFT. <laughs> you, you'll have to create an engine wallet. There's no upper limit to the number of NFT cards you can redeem. But as of right now, they can't be transferred or resold to anyone else. So you literally have a picture of your card and that's it you can't do anything with this and um, by the way it does have the usual disclaimer that if engine services ever terminate it's possible you won't be able to view or use the digital card in the future like as if implementing nfts chronos wasn't bad enough this is horrible implementation of oh, nfts I mean I mean, well, look, we know Square doesn't have anything with trading cards that are related. So this is like their first outing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cards. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, this yeah. is just the precursor for that coming into TCG, right? Oh, you're gonna have my your little God. Booster pack, and one of them will always be a digital card. You're losing one card. That would be the fastest slash abandon from my side ever. <laughs> Uh, and I'm somebody that just and I'm somebody that pulled the Chase Yuffie from last set and Cloud. I pulled Cloud two days ago, Kronos, no, uh, no, from art, this right. set. One, right? Yeah, the full art special autographed ones. Oh, They're like so one every four to six master case. And literally, I might be one of the only people in the world that legitimately opened packs, didn't the, didn't the buy one. didn't buy more than I normally buy anyway. So it was not like I was chasing it for thousands of dollars. Bought my stuff, opened them, and sure enough, got them both. So, they left to get graded by PSA yesterday. <laughs> slightly slightly off topic, but uh, the Lord of the Rings Magic set comes out soon. Can you open my yeah, packs for me? I right? want. Can you pull? Did you see that? That there's yeah. only one ring. Yep. Yeah. So can you pull that for me, and then uh, I'm gonna sell that. Oh, so. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> So there's some no, terrible no. NFT news for you. Some terrible mm. NFT news. I guess on the brighter side of things, if you liked Forspoken or you just, you know, in like to Cal and chat, you know, it was just mediocre. It was okay. I, I liked it. I probably won't remember it two years from now. Uh, the DLC uh, in Tanta We Trust is going to arrive in May. Uh, and I have a feeling, like I put in the show notes, that... The only reason we're actually seeing this at this point is because they're kind of contractually obligated to do it because it was sold as part of one of the pre-order bundles. Otherwise, I think there's probably a good chance, Tark, that this DLC wouldn't have seen the light of day. <laughs> I mean, it seems like they were so far along with it anyways um, that it 
I mean, just release it anyways. Maybe that brings in more people to purchase it. I don't know. Um, it's getting close to that point where I'm going to actually buy it. Like I saw it uh, at GameStop for $49.99. So already 20 bucks slash in two months. So just a couple more bucks, you know, 10, 20 more bucks, and I'll be picking it up myself just to you know, try it. Just hold up to Black Friday. It'll be $10. Oh, yeah. yeah there you go. Black, Black Friday. Friday yeah. it'll, 20, they'll they'll be giving it to you with the purchase of a Funko <laughs> Pop. <laughs> uh, what else do we got, gents? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take a look at this. Let me pull this up here. So we mentioned the Final Fantasy 16 portion of the panel at, uh, at PAX. And we got a reveal of kind of like um, a tour of the world of Valestia in Final Fantasy VI. And damn, does this look gorgeous. Looks so good. There's our chocobos riding through. Now, uh, remember, Yoshi P, this is power only the PS5 can deliver, not a computer. Computers can't do this. No. PlayStation 5s, only PlayStation 5s. It's such it's so disingenuous right. when he says that. It's, it makes me so angry. I'm like, look, I get that you're hyping the, the, but at least say no other console can do this. Don't don't sit there. Only the PS5 made this game possible. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck yeah, out of I here. I loved. Koji Fox seems so enthused, like the power of the PS5. Yeah. I'm like, okay, dude. I get it. Okay. Like that's fine, but you, you know they're pissing quite a few PC players off. Like they're they're just there are people that are just flat out against exclusives. And particularly the way Sony and Square Enix are, are in bed the, the way they are. Again, it doesn't, doesn't bother me personally, but I'm in a blessed position and I can recognize that where I have all the consoles and I have a high-end PC, so I don't care what the hell you release your game on. If I want to play it, I'm going to get it and, and yeah. I can play it. That's a very blessed position to be in, no doubt. Not everybody's in that spot. So I, I get the anger, the anger. I just wish Yoshi P wouldn't be like quite as disingenuous with the... I know you're trying to pump Sony up. There's a lot of money changing hands to make this exclusive. I get it. But don't say, you know, that only the PlayStation 5 can do only come on. My computer could crush this. And I have a PlayStation 5. <laughs> but damn does it look great. It looks beautiful, Kronos. I can't wait. It's a square Enix game, so it might also crush your computer. That's, That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, the PC port. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh no i think it looks awesome I'm, I'm i'm still excited like i said i really i'm digging like the aesthetic and like i'm really interested to see where the story goes for sure yeah, and i hope that i hope that by the time i play it i'm sold on and the combat's fun baron so we'll baron in chat says yeah sony says microsoft is bad to have exclusives yes they do they do say that uh that argument is breaking down left and right now though the the uk is has pretty much just narrowed uh, the Microsoft acqu uh, acquisition of Activision Blizzard to a meaningless conversation after deeming, nah, this isn't going to hurt competition. Uh, and they don't believe Microsoft's likely to make Call of Duty exclusive anyway. Um, you can pet the Torgal too, your your little uh, wolf companion pet. Uh, hey. They did reveal that. Apparently not if you're Yoshi P, though. Uh, in a demo of the attempt to pet the... Uh, the little companion there. Um, Yoshi P almost slaughtered him, as you can see in this little clip. Uh, obviously, I don't think you can actually wound your own tor Torgal, but our little wolf guy moves out of the way here. Uh, that is not the way you pet the Torgal. 
That is not the way oh, you oh. pet the Corvo. <laughs> this comes to you via the power of the PS5. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't quite figure out the controls on how to pet it. Uh, if only there was a button thing right there that told you what button to press. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Dog. Uh, speaking of the Torgal, if you didn't notice this, I think I noticed this, but I don't. I don't know if I ever talked to either of you about it because we really didn't talk about the 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 dogs or or any of the other stuff in Final Fantasy 16. Um, and I I didn't know this was done intentionally, so I, I wouldn't have thought about it. Clive. Uh, Torgal, the dog companion of Clive, is named after a major character in The Last Remnant, uh, which mm-hmm. was back in 2009, Hiroshi Takai. Makes sense. Um, and it's purposely done as an homage to that game, which is super cool. Which is super cool. I like that. I'm a big fan of The Last Remnant. It wasn't great, but no, it wasn't I, great, I enjoyed it. And it's, it it's, it's one of those Forspokens for me. I enjoyed playing that, and I probably won't remember most of the story forget, beats two years later. You forget about it until things like this come up. Yeah. Oh yeah, that <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah. I thought it was interesting with its squad-based army RPG kind of vibe. It wasn't pulled off all that great, but it was interesting. It was. It was. So one of the more controversial pieces of content in Final Fantasy 16 has been the quick time events. Now, previously we had had comments about, hey, you know, we have some long cutscenes and we wanted people to be engaged. That's why we put them in there. Well, that comment previously has kind of come back full circle. And it was again discussed at PAX East about quick time events and their inclusion. And try as he might, Yoshi P probably gave the worst answer <laughs> possible on this one. Because remember, he's trying to justify why there's QTEs in the game when quick-time events, QTEs, aren't generally liked by most gamers. They, they feel like pointless filler because they usually are. And so he says that they use the quick-time events to give the transitions between each boss's various stages a dynamic feel. But they... Yoshi P and Hiroshi Hiroshi Takai really enjoy quick time. Don't uh, uh, they don't really enjoy quick time events that are overly long or complex. So to keep things accessible, the QTEs in Final Fantasy 16 were simplified. You're going to hit one of three buttons. You're going to attack with the square button, evade with the R1, or clash, where you just mash the square button. So it's really only two buttons, one of which just you press differently. Press it once or bash. And the QTEs can never result in a game over, something we also heard in a previous interview where, hey, maybe fail that one because we do have different paths that happen. So the timing windows are very generous. It's a three-button QTE with no failure consequences. And Yoshi P jokingly said, they're more like slow time events. Which, Tark, I don't think that's ever been described worse. (laughs) When somebody says, why do you need quick time events in your game? And this is your answer. This is a feature that does not need to be in the game. A feature that's not a feature. It's just, why is this here? For us to be engaged with the cinematic? Like, 
isn't the shouldn't the cinematic hold on its own to grip you and be like, oh my god, this is so amazing. Why do we need to be involved with it in this lame, half-assed way? I don't understand. And it's not like Final Fantasy hasn't done quick time events in the past. Like there's mini games for uh seven, nine, had one at the very beginning. Limit breaks in 10. So they've done quick time events in the past. I'm not understanding why they're going this path. This makes absolutely yeah, no sense. And they kind of. And I think. God, sorry. I was going to say that I think having fails is like key to key to a quick time event. Like what happens when you fail? Even in 14, it's, you know, pretty easy quick time events. Just smash any button, all the buttons. Um, but if you fail, you know, you, you don't grab onto Shinryu's tail and you get, you die. So like, I, I don't understand it. It's yeah. There's something to me. be said Kronos for like, they've said they're only using this in like the boss fight transition sequences. Mm -hmm. Um, there's something to be said that like those sequences shouldn't be all that long to begin with. Yes. The game's going to have lot long cut scenes. We know that, but they're specifically saying that they use these in boss fight transitions, which to me generally wouldn't be too long of a quote unquote cut scene. If, if you need to, to like jam these half assed slow time events that can't be failed or, or can be failed, but don't have a meaningful consequence besides maybe giving you a different line of dialogue in the, in the, uh, phase change or or something small like that then then isn't the argument maybe your transition isn't interesting enough <laughs> that you need to use these little half-assed attempts to keep me engaged with it yeah i think both that both of y'all are kind of saying the same point which i do agree with that like if you want to keep people engaged make a just make the cutscene engaging and you won't have the problem right mm -hmm. like i don't know i've if i i've never complained watching a good movie like i've yeah, not, I've, I'm, not, I've never, I'm not sitting here watching Lord of the Rings and being like, man, I really wish I could press the X button right yeah, now. Like, I really wish I could sit here and do something or Frodo uh, gets it. <laughs> well, but As like this is fighting. I need a QTE. Well, so he draws his bow properly. That, that being said, I don't hate QTEs that much. Like, I don't know. I really enjoyed like Shenmue back in the day. And that's a QTE fest. Oh, yeah. Of the game. Mm -hmm. um, so like, I don't know. They're kind of fun in, in, in certain ways, but they're not overly exciting they're not like if that's a selling point of your game it's typically not a good look but um so I, i'll i'll wait to judge it until i see what they are exactly but if they're just cutscenes hitting the square button in r1 that sounds kind of boring and uh, yeah i guess if there's like really no failure to them if it's just like oh something slightly different happens that's just gonna be like okay, so I'm just gonna fail this to watch a different cutscene or something. I don't know if I really like that. Yeah. But like, I don't hate them, but I'm also not gonna sit here and like stand on a podium in support of them. Yes. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they're actually implemented. Uh, Doc Holiday saying it's supposed to slow down the action so it becomes more immersive and the action looks better. And if it actually works that way and is interesting because of it. I'll fully say, hey, I was wrong about those slow time events. Uh, yeah. But the way he described them, I will not turn around and say that this <laughs> description is okay. This is the worst description you could ever give when somebody's like, hey, justify those QTEs. And you're like, okay, okay, hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> Listen to this. They're not guys. QTEs. They're I will say, I, I hate the ones in 14. They're like never interesting. Too. No. But no. Um, if you, unlike any of us, 
were able and up at whatever o'clock in the frickin' morning when Square Enix decided to just drop the Pixel Remaster collector bundles onto the store and you were able to pre-order one, the physical version on the PlayStation 4 is going to be charged to your account on March 31st if you're in Europe and April 5th if you're in North America. Why am I bringing this up? Because it's not normally Square Enix's store policy to be charging you without even giving you a release date. That's right. There is still no official release date for this besides spring 2023. Now, by the fact that they're taking payments, you can probably assume it's pretty soon. But normally, when you pre-order from the Square Enix store, if you don't opt to just debit or charge it immediately, which you certainly can do, you'll get an email notification usually about a week or a week and a half before the product's going to ship saying, hey, we're getting ready to ship. We're taking your charge now. Now people are just being charged without a release date. So <laughs> please look forward to it. Uh, I was uh, upset because I found out that there were additional shipments that were available for sale. Honestly, I think no that's word, why. No, no word went out to anybody. They're just, at least now there's a wait list, but with Square Enix store and wait list, like it, it might as well just be. I think that's why forward. they're Do doing it for this one. You I get think... to watch your little guy walking through a queue in the wait list. <laughs> I think I think they want the charges to go through right now. That way, if somebody backs out, they have they they can reach out to the next on the wait list and get. I don't think they want any of this stock left. They don't want any part of having any of this physical stock left. Um. All right. Shame. Last last piece here. Destructoid, and this was like two weeks ago by Chris Penwell over at Destructoid, uh, put up a list that we wanted to bring to a show. It was a full show that day. We cut it. But I promised Kronos that we would get back to it. And so I want to take a few minutes to look at what Chris Penwell at Destructoid says are the 10 best Final Fantasy battle themes ranked. And uh, I, I'm some of these you may not know by name if you're not like intimately familiar with the music. Uh, I am. I play a lot of it on the piano, so that's fine. But... For some of them, I might like hit play on the YouTube video and give you just a couple of seconds because as soon as you hear the beginning, you'll go, okay, I know that one. I know that one, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, because it's important here that you know what battle tunes we're talking about. So number 10 was from Final Fantasy VI called Decisive Battle. You should know this one real right away, right? Okay, that's about all I can give you because I don't know like how far I'm allowed to take this before I start getting... <laughs> copyright yeah. claim. So there you go. You know the music now, and Tark and Kronos can't hear it through through here. I, but, I know all these, but songs they all know these. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is there any of us that disagrees this should be on the top ten list of battle themes? I feel like it should so, be here. All right, on the list it, proper. Yeah, I, I don't. I think this is fine to be on the list. I guess, but my issue is, and we'll get into it as we get further down the list. I don't want to take too much time, but. I think, with the exception of one thing on this list inside their own game, they only picked one thing in this entire list that's actually the best track in its game. And I don't think Decisive <laughs> Battle is the best battle track in six. I don't think it is either. But, but if it's I'm the looking only at six it, track on here, that's I know, I know. But if I'm looking at the battle tracks globally, sure, I, I probably I have this, this one on the top yeah. ten. But I also I, have another one from six I, I, on the list. Right. And it's probably the same one I'm thinking of. And yeah, I, so I, I agree with you. I think it's fine that this is on the list. I think my issue with it is the other one's not <laughs> on the list. But yeah, yep. yeah. 
Final Fantasy fourteen comes in number nine, Torn from the Heavens. Another example where like, there you go. Just give you a little, like just give you a little track. taste, a little, a little taste. Go ahead, Tark. I, I, I like the track, but it's not even the best in its own game. This like, one's not even like top. It's not like, even like top it, ten it, for it, me. It, it, it's yeah, a fantastic it, 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 track. It's, it's not a fourteen. It's not top ten. I don't think. And I like <laughs> no. Torn from the Heavens. I love. Like yeah. I think it's a great song. I do too. But when you when you even look at it, just and fourteen has a lot of battle music, so maybe that's a bit unfair. But, like, just in the context of 14, I don't think this makes top 10 battle themes, which, I mean, I know it's crazy. I but. know how this got on here. The person that did this has only played the free trial and only gotten through a Realm Reborn. So <laughs> right, that's why. right, right. That's, <laughs> this, that's why this one's Number on. eight is from Final Fantasy One, the original battle theme. Yeah, you know that one. And as iconic as I will absolutely give that music, it has no fucking business being on this no. list. No. Nope. No. This, is straight nostalgia. this is straight nostalgia. Yeah. But the thing is, he doesn't say that. Like, I would at least give him like, all right, at least he recognizes it. In the description, it says, all great series have their beginnings and Final Fantasy One made an impression from the very start. The melody is as intense as it can get on an 8-bit system and the flow of the piece is sublime. You'll hear how great this composition is if you check out the world of Final Fantasy's interpretation of the track. It truly gives the original piece justice with a rocky interpretation and a lovely and and lovely string a lovely strings through line. There is no okay, hey, this is like, you know, a nod to whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. Final Fantasy X battle theme comes in number seven. I'm gonna play on this just for a second, although you probably know which one I'm talking about. That one right there. Um, yeah. I I feel like this would be in my top ten. I think that's also fine. But again, but again, it's not the only like Final the Fantasy ten. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like I, I don't disagree. I think this is a really good one. I just again I think there's a better battle theme in its own game that's not on the list. Yep. Uh Takal says that this one should be number two from Final Fantasy X. And if that's where you want to put it on your list, I'm fine with that. But there is another Final Fantasy X battle track that absolutely should be on this list. I wonder if our list looks the same. I actually want to know. We have we have the same taste in just about everything Final Fantasy related. Yeah. Here's my problem with this list is like some of them some of these games that they pulled from are just straight battle themes where some are like specialized boss fights that they're picking out. And I don't understand like the reasoning, like if you're going to do battle themes, like do it for one specific, like what's the best boss battle theme? What's the best like uh, mid boss? Yeah. What's I guess best general would be better. Yeah. If this was general battle themes, I think the start of this list would be fine, but because we know they're including yeah. boss themes that changes the game. Yeah. For me. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. This because is... when you do general battle themes, like torn for the heavens probably is up there. Yeah. Right. Um, and then, you know, obviously, well, decisive battle is a boss theme, but like uh, the other ones are 100% probably on there. But like because they've included boss fights, that yep. makes this list kind of bad. Uh, number six is Final Fantasy V's Clash on the Big Bridge. To me, yeah, here, I'll give you a little. And yeah, absolutely, this song makes top 10 for me. Uh, Gil- I think it's on most people's top 10. Yeah, Gil- Gilgi yeah. and the Big Bridge, it's always going to make the battle theme list for me, Tark. Absolutely. Uh, number five is Final Fantasy 15, Stand Your Ground. 
If you watch any Final Fantasy TCG videos on the YouTube channel here for Ready Check Radio, you know that Stand Your Ground is the intro sequence theme. Um, I have a, I very much love that track. I'm fully willing to say that it may not be in your top 10, uh, but it is in mine. It, it would That's make fair. mine, I, but I can recognize it's that it's probably going to be low in mine and means for other people, it's going to miss the top 10 by a few spots. I, it's like an eight, I, nine, 10 for me. I think people sleep on 15th battle music. I actually think it's really good. Like, you know, they, they, they have several tracks and I think they're all really good. I think this one's really good, but I think it's not my favorite. So, but I wouldn't be mad at this being in someone's top 10. Yeah. Like, I think this is perfectly fine. You're, you're playing, you're finishing up uh, yes. 15 right now, Tark. Well, <laughs> finishing is a, a strong word there. <laughs> We're still only in chapter three. Um, so much side stuff. Anyways, um, yeah, this narrowly beats out the um, heart pounding fishing battle music. You know, that, that I've done, I've done a fair amount of fishing. And when you get low on your your reel, your line, that that music really kicks up another notch, man. It really gets the heart pumping. <laughs> Number four is from Final Fantasy VII. It's Genova. Again, I don't have a problem with it being on the list. I no. do like the track. Uh, it's probably a little lower than four for me. Uh, yeah, I think I'm, it's good. If I'm talking not. about battle themes, but I got to admit, it's it's probably there, top ten. Uh, oh yeah, me, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I wouldn't be mad at anybody. This isn't if this is anybody's top ten. I think it's fine. Uh, I think it's outshone by its uh, remake brethren I agree quickening with, i actually so, agree with that too. i agree with that which is what makes this positioning on the list very weird for me yeah because if number one wasn't what number one is i would have assumed remakes were not options for the list right uh, that's fair so i'm yeah. not sure why the remake version of this song was not picked I, i'm yeah. because it is just it's unequivocally better yeah. <clears throat> Number three is Final Fantasy XIII's Blinded by Light. Okay, I don't know how either of you feel about this track. This is one of the most boring battle musics oh, in Final like Fantasy it. for me. Oh, I no, don't no, like no. this one. I think this is the one they got right. I uh, think this is the I one agree. they 100% got right. That's interesting. I, I love Blinded it's by not, Light. It's not it's not in my top ten. It's gonna be in the top twenty, but it's not in my top ten. I personally, if if this was discounting boss music, like if boss music did not count, this would be number one. Chat's asking me. the question too. Hold on, hold, hold on. Are boss themes on this list too, or just overworld battles? That's that's, <laughs> it's, that's my the list with apparently this list. has all of them. Because yeah, I mean, well, Battle at the Big Bridge is a boss theme, decisive yep. battle is a boss yep. theme. Number you know, two, number theme. two, Final Fantasy VII's One Winged Angel. I don't think I need to play any of this, but you know what? It pays me to say this because I love Final Fantasy VII. This song's overrated. I love Final I Fantasy agree. VII. This song's overrated. But again, I wouldn't be mad if anybody was like, "This is my favorite song." It's in my top ten. But personally, and I and Final Fantasy VII is like one of my favorite games ever. Maybe my favorite game ever. And I think this song's overrated. So that but. gives you the top, uh, the nine of the top ten. Final Fantasy VI's Decisive Battle, 14's Torn from the Heavens, Final Fantasy I's Battle Theme, Final Fantasy X's Battle Theme, 5's Clash on the Big Bridge, 15's Stand Your Ground, 7's Genova, 13's Blinded by Light, 
and Seven's One-Winged Angel. So what do you think the number one battle theme in Final Fantasy is? Now that you know this list can basically say anything you're fighting, it's music. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you a second. It'd be hard to pick it must the game be first. Chat, to count from chat saying it must be from 10. No, I said there isn't another 10 on the list. Yeah, I only picked one from each. The the music that... Uh, ex- I, well, are, except, for, except for one game, they picked one they, from... Or, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. E- technically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's also from Final Fantasy oh, VII, no. but it's the remake, which really makes us question why uh, the uh, Genova remake isn't on this list over the original Genova. Uh, let the battles begin. Which is good. Don't get me wrong. It's good. That, so track, that track is always going to be in my top 10, not just because I think it's a great track, but because there's just a ton of nostalgia in that track for me, right? First time booting up, and I know this is the remakes version, but... Just that track in general, booting up Final Fantasy VII for the first time on the PlayStation 1, just being mind-fucked by that game uh, at the time when it came out. It's just incredible. It's not number one, man. It just isn't. It's close. It's top five. It may even be top three, but it's It's not number one. It's wild to me. There's some snubs. No Final Fantasy VIII is insane. Yeah. Final Fantasy VIII. Nothing from eight. Has like such good music, especially battle music. So it's like nutty to me. Nine not being on the list. It's like I I'm not saying nine would be personally. I don't know if there'd be a nine track I think in my top ten. I love but, nine and all of its battle tracks, but uh, I agree. I think it's hard to put yeah. nine on this list. Yeah, like Hunter's Chance is like the only one I can think of that might make it. And then you and, look at ten. Go ahead, Dark. Go ahead. And all of those would still be over Final Fantasies one. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And then like, uh, like no Seymour track, which no Seymour, oh that, which hurts, which hurts. Uh, no, no dancing mad, which I think is far. I, That's again, nuts. I love Final Fantasy. I love Final Fantasy seven, but dancing mad is so much better than one wing angel. I think. Um, yeah, and how is Dancing Mad else. nowhere on this list? How is this track not on there? Final Fantasy XI's boss music. Yeah, I can't speak to Eleven. Oh. I can't, yeah, Eleven's where I, like, I'm just going to be naive. So, like, Eleven wouldn't make my list just because I didn't really play it. Yeah. And so I don't Same. listen to a lot of the tracks. I'm aware of, like, some of the... I, actually, most of, like, the field music is the stuff I've heard just through, like, other means, like, going to concerts and stuff. <laughs> Cal says, but, so this um, seems like a list where they had an idea and kind of found out halfway through they didn't have enough material, so they just started pulling shit from behind curtains. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's, oh, it's I just, wild. I, I, I don't think they went into this it's article not with, a like, great a list. focus. Yeah, it's not a I, great list. It, there's just, like, no rhyme or reason to it. Like, you can't say this is going to be a battle themes list and then include boss tracks. And a two-second yeah. Google search of all the other sites that have done all of these lists before you, you would know, oh, okay, so clearly Final Fantasy, when you're posting about this, there's a difference between boss and battle musics. Like, you can find battle music lists and boss li- Like, I don't get it. It's just not a great list. 
That doesn't mean that I have anything against the author. I don't know him personally. And it's cute, you know, uh, and it's talking about stuff we all he, love. And maybe that's their legitimate order, too. And great. Yeah. I just think there should have been some more rules laid down at minimum here. At minimum. Yeah, I agree. I mean, seven remake men, Airbuster, Hellhouse. Should have been some more rules, is all I'm saying. Let's go over and do Nova love quickening. it or leave it. Uh, <laughs> give me some more rules. Before we start laying this down, let's get some rules. <laughs> Love it or leave it is the way we end every episode here of the Relic Grind. It's where I give you something Square Enix related. Could be a game, a feature in a game, a press release, something they did, said or done. And obviously, it'd be real easy for me to throw Square uh, Final Fantasy VII NFTs under the bus today. But instead, I'm going to give one that I think there's an opportunity for a little bit of uh, difference in the panel's opinion. So, Tark, QTEs of any type, whether they're the STEs that Yoshi describes, uh, Yoshi P describes, or just regular old quick time events of any type in any Final Fantasy game, you got to answer right now. Love them, and you you expect to see them in future games. Not all of them, but you expect to see them, and you want to see them. Or leave them. Don't put them in there at all. Sometimes I, I want to sit on the fence so bad because for me, it's all about implementation. Like 14's implementation of QTEs is just. It's we just are a, not about subtlety and nuance here I on know. the Relic <laughs> Grind. You, you, take, you take the implementation in like 10 with some of the limit breaks like Bushido or Lulu. Like they, I, to me, they enhance those limit breaks so you're actually doing something with them. So it's all about implementation. So. With how it currently is now, Square has not had a good track, of, track record of implementation, so I'm going to leave it. Tark, on this show here, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, yeah. and there you had the facts of life. That's the, the <laughs> facts of life. Kronos, what do you think? Love them or leave them? QTEs and so, Final <laughs> Fantasy games. This is weird, too, because uh, I really want to fit Sid also. But, because, uh, like, again, I don't hate them. Right, but I've never been particularly blown away. But I've never been like, man, really glad that QTE was in the game. I do agree with Tark though that like there have been implementations that are like somewhat fun. Final Fantasy VIII had some too, where you like feel like you're kind of hitting the button as the attack hits and stuff, and and it gives you extra damage. But I don't know if I've ever really been like, man, I'm really glad that's in this game. So I'm also gonna say leave it, just for the fact of like even if it's designed well, I don't think it's gonna be like blow me away. And so I'd rather I just don't care that they're there. So I'm going to say leave it. Well, I mean, I gave Tark the Facts of Life reference. So for you, Kronos, I have uh, Charles in charge of our days and our nights. Charles in charge of our wrongs and our rights. And I sing, I want want Charles in charge of me. Uh, I'm going to go leave it. I thought there might, I thought one of you might take love them just because you don't want them totally gone. Not because you're all pumped up about them, but you don't want them. I got to leave them too. Uh, we'll go with Doc Holiday in chat who gave us the love them. It took Al agreeing with us saying go. leave them as well. So Doc Holiday says love them. Put more QTEs in my FF games. Just make them like God of War like, you know, with some consequences. There you go. Yeah. I, okay. You know what? Wasn't the threesome with the two the two women when you were Kratos? In, company. Wasn't that a QTE? Okay, that might be the best implementation of QTE I've ever seen. I'm just gonna put that out there. And all the uh, you know what? QTEs I, I'm I'm masters. going back, Doc. You and I are friends. Love them. Put QTEs in all my Final Fantasies. 
as long as they revolve around Clive a, and the dog you sick as yeah. long as they revolve around threesome scenes then i guess we'll go there that's gonna do it here for the relic grind it's been wonderful hanging Clive out said and torkel hope you've enjoyed it tonight chat don't go anywhere though yes i know i know you're gonna be amazed you're gonna be amazed after the show Faye death is back she's streaming how are oh you Faye? Gosh. I'm good. I'm good. I'm much better. Uh, How do you feel about QTEs? <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, with you. There's, buddy. There's, 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 yes, more fun threesome QTEs. Uh, that is the acceptable usage. As long as they're creative, as long as we get to do something fresh and new. Right. Well, that absolutely at Jorgle. the time on PS2 was fresh and new. That's for sure. <laughs> what are you playing today? Every it's good to have you back. It is good to be back. Uh, fairy business got a little hectic and sudden, but we're calmed down now, and I'm back. I'm excited to be back because we have a very big, heavy door in a basement we have to look behind, and it's probably terrifying. So uh, we're back in Icewind Dale. Icewind Dale. Chat, don't go anywhere. Give us a minute or two to relabel everything, and then Fame will be right back. We, of course, will be back next week to review the live letter and everything that we can look forward to in 6.4 and on the other Square Enix news that happens along the way. Hope you will join us for episode 100 next week. Kronos, where can everybody find you until then? Yeah, same as always, Twitter. Uh, getting pretty close to the finish line of the ultimate. I have We have like one phase left. So nice. maybe the clear nice. soon. We'll see. Tark? It's Twitter, YouTube, all at Tarkov Gaming. I'll be live early tomorrow morning with the live letter and I'll put a recap up on YouTube. Uh, and then here on Registech Radio, playing Final Fantasy 15, we're going to finish up Chapter 3. Sweet. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at MagicMan1, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O on Twitter, and you'll know every time we go live with one of our podcasts, streams, or we're just hanging out having a good time. Until next time, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Later. Later.